Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast and get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network and... Other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. Robots Radio presents The Cyberpunk Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. I want to be the guy that plays the drums in The Midnight. By the way, if you haven't checked out The Midnight, they are super nice and they have let us use their songs on the show. So you should go check them out. Welcome to the show. I am super excited to be uh, doing this live I am your host, Tom Robots, and this is the Cyberpunk Lorecast, the uh, actually the biggest Cyberpunk 2077 show, if I may, may dare say, uh, podcast show on the internet. Um, and we are expanding things. I've hinted at it before, but um, we are doing this live now, Saturday nights. It is currently 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, and with me is my new regular co-host, Logan. Logan's joined me a few times. Logan, how's it going? Good. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate it. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's it's going to be interesting to see how hashtag live show goes and see what we mess up and what we don't and yeah. what chat calls us out on. Right. Well, you know, when you're doing a show all by yourself and you're able to edit and record all at the same time, it's a lot easier to get everything right, you know, to not stutter, mispronounce things. Although sometimes I leave that stuff in because I find it a little bit charming. But um, so lazy. <laughs> but, but yeah. On live shows, though, everything's a little bit more uh, spur of the moment. So we're kind of combining things. We're mixing some stuff up. Usually I'll do like a news episode and then I'll do like a lore episode. But with both of us, we're kind of mixing up duties here. And this episode today, which you can be watching live right now, or well, maybe the next one, if you're listening to the audio version of the show at twitch.tv slash robots radio, um, we are talking about some news and some lore. And uh, Logan, do you want to give us, we're going to do lore at the end of the, the second half of the episode. The first half is going to be news. Logan, you want to give us a little bit of hints about what the lore is this week? We're going to talking about love lost and killer machines. <laughs> love lost. So it's awesome. That needs to be the the name of the episode. Love. I'm gonna have to write this down somewhere. Love lost and killer machines. Love lost and killer machines. There we go. That sounds like that sounds very cyberpunk. If I've ever heard of anything ever. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds cyberpunk. Um. So let's kick off the show with some news. Everybody's still super excited about Cyberpunk 2077 coming out. We are less than 90 days away. Which, um, according to some sources out there on the cyberverse, should I say cyberverse? Is that a thing? Uh, believe that that That's means great. that they will not be pushing this back again. But, but there is concern that that might happen. There have been some news articles lately that um, are kind of floating around, focused on this idea that Cyberpunk 2077 might get pushed back again because everybody's a little bit 
I don't know, uh, what's the word, uh, shell-shocked from the other <laughs> announcements that come out and say, uh, guess what, we have to push it back. One of the things that has been discussed lately is that the developers are still not 100% happy with the melee combat. And Logan, we, we talked about this a little bit on a recent episode. Um, watching the trailers and stuff, and and still looking at the 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 gunplay looks amazing, but the like the katana combat we saw still looks like it might need a little bit more work. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It was it was really weird too because it was like right after we had published the episode, there was an article that came out that talked about it, and they even said like, "Hey, we're not a hundred percent on melee," and I'm like. Well, that's good because <laughs> I'm not feeling too good about it. Right. So I'm glad that I'm glad that they recognize that. And um, part of me kind of wonders if this is them like seeing what they're doing and in in kind of copying to what they what they put out as far as like content, saying like, hey, you know, we we recognize this is still kind of something we want to kind of tweak, or because they talked back in in June when they they released the Night City Wire that they had talked about how they had the game ready it's out for people to kind of review it ahead of time. And they were getting feedback from them saying like, Hey, you know, game's awesome. It's great. We're having a lot of fun with it. Melee feels a little off yeah. and maybe they're kind of working on that. So I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to know how much of this is them kind of saying that this is stuff that they, that they are still kind of tweaking and, and also input from the people that played it when they, they released uh, some of some, copies of it i guess to the the media back in june and then of course when they let people stream it for the uh what was it a three hour yeah three, three hour, or four, four hours i think it was yeah something like that yes four hours yeah four hours the people who we got the four. early the early copy uh and and only, not us not us we not didn't us. we didn't get it um no. <clears throat> if you we have any contacts that. out there and you want to uh send them our way please <laughs> please let us know we would love to try it out and give us <laughs> share our thoughts um yeah, so officially uh, they said uh, we're spending a lot of time trying to perfect that, meaning the melee combat. And we basically, we're not 100% happy, mostly with visual feedback on the hits on the melee. So we're still working on it. Um, so it's it's a lot like what we discussed, this, this feeling of uh, just feeling like you're actually engaging physically and, and not just flailing a weapon and doing damage. You know, I, I've been thinking about this when uh, since we talked about it and after this article came out, I was trying to think of like what games that are first person that feel impactful when you are using like a melee weapon. Mm -hmm. And the the one thing that I could point to that I was like, if you guys could just emulate this, this would be great. And it's Overwatch. Overwatch has... Uh -huh. probably some of the the best feeling like when reinhardt is swinging his hammer and we know that they're sledgehammers yeah yeah it feels great it right. feels impactful and i'm like well they should try and get that or like with genji in his in his katana like there are sledgehammers and katanas in cyberpunk just sit down with with overwatch guys and and look at what they've done and kind of emulate that because it feels great in those right. games so i don't see why why they can't just pull from that and kind of use well, that know. as their their yeah headline just suck the code out and reuse it that's all they gotta do yeah i'm sure blizzard would love legal. that <laughs> legal <laughs> it's totally, totally legal totally legal so that's that's got a little bit of you know people's antennas perked about well i hope they don't push it back again uh so much so that um there's also been kind of some jokes around the internet uh one of them is that uh, fans have been performing a dark ritual to prevent another delay um so <laughs> according to this article from uh, comicbook.com uh, taking to twitter one fan posted a video featuring a mock dark ritual performed to prevent another delay as you would expect the video quickly started to make the rounds within cyberpunk 2077 community and as you can see it's not a real dark ritual a quote-unquote real dark ritual because you know real dark we can actually summon the powers of evil because that's a real thing um but it does demonstrate how passionate the game's fan base is plenty of games have been delayed several times recently including dying light 2 last of us part 2 but you don't see and never saw any fans tapping into the dark magic to prevent another delay i have a feeling that this is one of those like it was a slow news cycle day and somebody posted something funny <laughs> on twitter and was like i'm gonna cast a dark magic spell to make sure that you know and they're like okay let's do an article yeah. about it yeah 
<laughs> it's like they're dying yeah. for more cyberpunk news and this is the best thing they could get. So let, let's tap into the reason why they're doing this. We we all kind of assume that cyberpunk, I mean, you and myself have been dying for this game for a long time. Uh, I've been following it since I, I heard about it, since since it became like something that was kind of whispered around. And I was like, sweet, let's do that. But I, I mean, let's talk worst case scenario in this instance. We don't want it to be delayed. But what happens if October comes around and you know it's right around halloween and they're looking at it and they're looking at how they've got two weeks left before it launches and they still have to print it on discs um do you think that it's possible that we could see another delay given the the melee comments that they've put out or do you think that they could patch it later on or do they think they're happy with that i think anything's possible i think that they are shooting to get out with the the new console launch uh, in tandem with yeah. it because everybody who buys a new console picks up a game or two to go with the new console. And in the past, when new consoles launch, there are some definitive launching games that go with those consoles. And everyone seems to associate those games with that console, you know, whether it's Halo or, um, I mean, Oblivion, the Elder Spider-Man. Scrolls Oblivion, oh, yeah, Oblivion came out with, uh, with the Xbox, um, the Xbox 360, and then that was definitive for that console. Um, so I have a feeling they're, they're really trying to get this out with console launch. The other thing that I, I always note is that when The Witcher 3 came out, the combat wasn't perfected yet. There were still, it was still a little bit loose. Um, and it was about six yeah. months later, nine months later, that they released a patch that gave an alternate uh, uh, profile at movement and combat in the game. And it, it kind of tweaked some stuff, and you could actually toggle it. Um, and I believe the last time I reinstalled that game, cause I've reinstalled it a number of times. That was now the default setting in, it was just automatically would default to that setting instead. So, um, yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be something that they, they patch in if they do make changes because they're going to want to get it out there. Also melee combat. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, if I get a katana, I'm going to try it out, but chances are there's so many awesome guns. It's such a small percentage of the combat in the game. It's not like this is the main source of combat. Yeah, yeah. Just given the amount of guns that they've that they've listed off, it's clear. But it definitely, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that want to go that heavy solo route that want to to lean into that fantasy with the power armor and and try and get as close to uh, you know as, as like full cyborg as you can get. So I, I can definitely see like a bunch of people wanting to run around like Reinhardt in this world and have freedom yeah. outside of like a game like like Overwatch where you can you, you know, you've got one job and that's it. So it's it's tough to say, but I I'm I wouldn't mind so much if they delayed it. It would be a huge letdown for this this holiday, just given that. You know, they delayed it back in February to to try and make sure that they had enough time to tweak stuff. And then, you know, June, they delayed it again from September to November. So, I mean, I feel like at this point, based on the the, the amount of time that they have given us between delays, that mm-hmm. September is going to be like the, the first couple of weeks of September are going to be that make or break moment where we find out, you know, if it's going to happen, that's probably when they're going to know and they'll probably tell us again. But it seems like they're confident with what they're what they're going into as, as far as um, some of the, the jokes that they've kind of put out on Twitter uh, recently. So yeah, yeah. hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And with anything like this, you have you have to balance fan expectations with quality of the game. And the potential to patch it in the future. There's always a little bit of balance in that. You don't want the game to come out and be, you know, panned. And people say, oh, this is terrible. This just ruins the whole game. But at the same time, you delay it enough times and eventually people start to write you off. They start to lose interest. Um, so there's a little bit of balance in that. I'm sure there's also financials. And there's probably a little bit of that whole business corporate thing going on where they want to launch it before the end of a quarter or something in order to work that into their financials and all that kind of stuff. So um, now one thing I did, I, I did post on uh, or I saw on Twitter, uh, the Cyberpunk 2077 countdown uh, Twitter account, which you guys should be following, uh, noted um, just today I, I, and said, I now feel confident that there will not be another delay 89 days to go. And I wrote, why is that? And, um, 
someone else, uh, poor taste at IDK Pixel on Twitter uh, responded, this is generally when the master copy is sent out to begin production. So I'm wondering if there aren't sources behind the scenes that know if certain things have actually moved into that phase. Yeah, that's it's tough to say, because I mean, I've talked to friends in the industry and it's they're not wrong. Usually, usually two to three months is about when you want to send out the the base game. And it's at that point that any time spent on the game post that shipment um, is spent on like day one patches. And that's when they're just like anything that they can come up with that is going to be game breaking that they just make sure that that stuff gets patched and ready for ship for when the game launch actually hits. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that's the case. Hope, hopefully that's the case. Um, we don't know for sure, but, uh, we'll keep an eye on this. And of course, if any other news comes out, we'll, we'll be reporting on it in the coming weeks. Um, final piece of news, and this is more of, uh, just a funny note. Uh, I came across a post on, uh, Reddit the other day and I was scrolling through, you know, my top posts and got to a cyberpunk post. And of course I saw the big yellow image with the text on it. And I thought, oh no, is this another delay? Cause it looks just like the other two delays. And of course, if you click through, you see that somebody took all of the text from uh, Never Gonna Give You Up and put it into the, <laughs> the document. So it was an effective, effectively a text rickroll using the cyberpunk notification uh, format. Um, so, of course, I shared that around on Twitter as well, and everybody freaked out. I said, you're not going to want to read this, which is true because it's a rickroll. <laughs> but they didn't think it was for that reason until they clicked on it and then saw the text yeah. large enough to read it. So, yeah. So, um, again, it's still part of that feeling of like everyone's just kind of holding the edges of their seats going, please don't delay. Please don't delay. Um, and then, of course, when you post something like that on Twitter, they all they all respond. So. Super mean of you, by the way. <laughs> I had to share it. I mean, I, 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 I had the panic attack myself. So, you know, got yeah. to spread that around. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Come on. We're so close. It's right there. It's, <laughs> I can see it. I can taste it. It's right there. Just don't. And then I read it. I was like, wait, I recognize this. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Of they, they didn't even even in the second paragraph, they didn't even add punctuation. It's like somebody just copied and pasted it off of like a, a lyric sheet, <laughs> you know, where it's just like has individual lines, but no actual like, uh, you know, periods and things. So that was fun. All right. Um, well, that's it. Good for, troll. That's good troll. That's it for the news this week. Let's move into our lore. And uh, here, we'll do our little transition. Here we go. Hoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So Logan, you've got some lore for us this this episode. Um, 
before we get to that though, yeah. I gotta I gotta throw in the middle of the episode uh, shout outs to uh, the community and everybody who is super nice and helping support the show by sharing it with their with other listeners and things like that. And also, I need to note that um, there are several different ways that you can help support the show. Uh, one of which includes Patreon, and uh, on Patreon you can sign up for three dollars to get an ad free episodes, ad-free episodes of the show, and you could pay whatever you want. So it starts at $3, but if you'd like to contribute more, you can do that. And the other ways that the show is supported is by our sponsors, which include Loot Crate and Gamefly. So if you're looking to get Loot Crate stuff, a bunch of cool things to put on your desks, on your walls, like some of the stuff behind me, um, t-shirts, cool stuff like that in boxes that come regularly. You can get 15% off Loot Crate by clicking the link in the show notes that makes sure that they know that you came from this show specifically and use the code ROBOTSRADIO at checkout for 15% off. So go check out their stuff. And then Gamefly also has a special deal for you guys right now. You can get two months for the price of one. So usually it's $10 for 30 days of whatever game rentals you want, you can rent them, they ship them to you for free, you can send them back, you can pick another game. And with all the cool games, including Cyberpunk coming out this fall, it's a really good opportunity to get two months of rentals for $10. So if you're the kind of person who in 60 days will burn through this game and play a ton of it before you decide to maybe buy it later when it goes on sale, this might be a, a really good opportunity for you to get get some rentals and check out some of the new games coming out this fall. So again, link in the, in the show notes and you can go check that out. All right, Logan, what do we have for lore? Yeah. What's our, what's our lore stuff? So you've, you've been talking a lot about some of the main characters that have been coming up with uh, cyberpunk. And we, we dove into a lot of the, the, the story about Arasaka and I wanted to kind of pull out, uh, a, a story as I was kind of digging through, you'd mentioned you want to talk about some of the the people in the band and whatnot. And I was thinking like, oh yeah, the band would be cool to talk to about samurai and stuff. And as I was kind of digging through wikis, I came across uh, a person called Alt Cunningham. What a and cool not name! Knowing who that was, Alt. yeah, Alt Alt Cunningham. Cunningham. Uh, so I I found out digging through that. In 2013, uh, the the original cyberpunk um, or one of the one of the original RPG books and stuff, uh, Johnny Silverhand has a new girlfriend uh, named Alt Cunningham. And there's a, a really nice story that kind of uh, sets you on the path of like what cyberpunk is called Never Fade Away. And in the story, it's a really interesting discussion, which you can actually play out in an adventure too. Like this isn't just a, a story that you can read for background. You can actually kind of set this up. They've they've already built out the the layout as far as like the characters and the the damage and stuff like that. So if you are into the RPG, you can play through to this. But you probably already know what's going on. But uh, I found it really interesting that Alt is a character that. Um, from the get-go, uh, Johnny is dating her, and uh, they get stopped in an alley after a show, and Johnny gets gutted, literally gutted. And while he's unconscious, uh, his girlfriend, Alt, is abducted. And it isn't until later on, after uh, a media guy uh, called Thompson um, uses his trauma card to call in some uh, an airlift for doctors to to and a, a ripper doctor to kind of patch him up. That he finds out that the people, the guys that were attacking him, uh, are actually like pros. They're not just booster gangs, which was yeah. kind of the initial thought. They're not just but they kids being like malicious. Yeah. Yeah, they they made it look like it was a booster game gang attack because they were going after Johnny. Uh, when in actuality, these were these were pro assassins who had kidnapped Alt. And the thing that you kind of learn about Alt is uh, she's not just someone who's hanging out with Johnny because she's pretty and they're in love. You know, it's she's actually a really good programmer and an, an exceptional net runner. And so she's a badass in her own it. right. Yeah. Yeah, which is what I was not expecting when I was reading through the story. I was like reading through and they're like, oh, she's alt and she's uh, Johnny's girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that she that he had a girlfriend. And then as I was reading, I was like, oh, no, she's cool. <laughs> she's interesting. Yes, yeah. this is OK. OK, so so you find out that that she gets kidnapped and and Johnny's like he has no clue why. So this media guy who if you guys don't know who media are in um, in cyberpunk, they are kind of like one man 
camera interviewer like they they record everything they've got huge augments on their face with uh headphones and and microphones they've got like a microphone in front of their face uh and they've got like a camera attached to their eye uh-huh. and they just go around so this ex-military <laughs> can guy you imagine doing like, that can you imagine yeah <laughs> Oh, man. It's like instead of walking around with your phone, you know, recording everything nowadays, it's like it's all augmented onto your thing and you're part of a, a, right. a news organization. Like you're the reporter, the cameraman and the and the boom mic operator all on your face. Yeah. Which is just, yeah. just weird. Do you take it off when you weird go to sleep? To like, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he he sat back and he kind of recorded the entire engagement. And Johnny's like, well, why the heck didn't you help me? And he's like, you, you don't understand. These guys are pros. Like it's either it's either save you so you can get your girlfriend back or I get killed, too. And no one wins. And he's like, oh, OK, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah you expected me to life. step in here uh, against those guys? No, no. <laughs> Did you see the stuff yeah. stuck on my face? <laughs> <laughs> this is all for recording this isn't just so i can go in and punch. but no you find out actually as you read gun. into the story yeah but he's actually he's actually ex-military so he's actually uh, uh chipped which is kind of their their short term for training so think like matrix and getting the little the little chip pushed into the data reader as you're jacked into the matrix and you learn how to fly a, a helicopter yeah or kung fu That's or whatever like yeah yeah, that, that's basically like what you get. But instead of having to sit down in a chair in the Nebuchadnezzar learning in a in a in a simulated world, it's just a chip you plug in, which, dude, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. <laughs> if I can learn anything just by chipping it into my system, that's I'm down for that. That sounds amazing. So as uh, as you find out, he is basically um, bringing Johnny to up up to date and saving his life because he wants to take down Arasaka and he thinks okay well it, you know if i can get them for for kidnapping and human trafficking or even murder and expose what they're trying to do then i'm all for it if it, if it helps me get my ends meet, met and 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 i help you in the process and save uh alt then awesome so they start working up this plan and, and Johnny reaches out to his his ex-girlfriend, uh, Rogue, and her business partner, Santiago. From, from the X-Men. Not from, yes, not from the X-Men. Definitely, definitely from the X-Men, <laughs> that Rogue for sure. There's never been another Rogue in the history of any pop culture. Never, ever. You know, I never understood why the Rogue from the X-Men's name was Rogue. It's not like she's sneaky. I think it's because she, she, she ran Rogue. Oh, because she okay, but no, or, or because she steals powers like a thief. I was always so I I actually don't know, but yeah. in my head canon, it it was always that she had to go rogue uh, from everything and from everyone because of her powers, right. and she couldn't be around people. That makes sense. So that was always my head canon. I have no clue. But she doesn't like have, yeah. Like when I think rogue, I think more of like the D and D trope of like a guy you know dark leathers you know daggers sneaking in the shadows that kind of thing but it has good with that too. it has many meaning but yeah but she doesn't look like that you know she's got like the bright green jumpsuit and the you know white anyway yeah this is not the x-men the podcast right yeah but no <laughs> next week next week <laughs> x-men lore cast so um up next gambit is he a man of cards or is he just fashionably late <laughs> <laughs> sherry <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so getting back to alt uh you you find out that she's been kidnapped but the reason why she's been kidnapped is because arasaka is looking to have her build a program that she has built before she they want her to basically build something that she did for a company called its and i looked into this and from what i could find in the short amount of time that i had access to to files and whatnot um ITS is an unknown software company and they hired her to build a matrix to house um, fake AIs or, or like artificial personalities. So if you think about like your Siri or your Alexa, if those were actual AIs and not just assisted technology, um, those would be considered personalities and those personalities would be housed in this matrix in this program that alt uh created however 
when Alt created this thing, uh, ITS, this company, took it from her and then turned it into what is called the Soul Killer. Now, soul Killer. In, yeah, Soul Killer. It, it sounds it <laughs> sounds epic. So, good. so here here's what the Soul Soul Killer is. It's a two terabyte program built into uh, a stationary system which means it can't travel across the network, which means that whoever is uh, being attacked by it has to be jacked into the system that it's actually in. So what Soul Killer does is it's, it essentially kills your brain. It wipes your memories. It destroys your personality. If you're jacked in and it gets you, you're done. You're a shell. You're just a body. Mm-hmm. You're a bunch of meat. Right. So it kills your soul. This two ter- yeah, this AI program kills anything that uh, it, it, they say that it rips out your mind and eats it. And it just sounds it's so visceral when they talk about this. And mm-hmm. it sounds like a like a demon from D&D kind of thing. So she created this program. They weaponized it. And now she has no way to to kind of deal with that. So when. Uh, Thompson, the media guy, is talking to Johnny about, you know, why they wanted alt. He's like, I don't know. And he's like, do you not know who your girlfriend is? And he's like, no, she doesn't talk a whole lot. And she's <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, if you were the creator of the, the nuclear bomb or this this quote unquote soul killer, you might not want to talk about that. So <laughs> no, I, I just thought she had a nice butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why so, you're dating her. No, um, she's a total badass. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> So you you know you 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 head over to Arasaka and um, Alt wakes up, and her first instinct, not open your eyes, uh, but turn up all of your sensory perception to like the max, so she can get as much gauge of what's going on around her without letting someone know that she's like conscious. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up, she's bound, she's gagged, and uh, she finds out that there are um, corpos who have kidnapped her that want her to build a mobile version of the Soul Killer. Freaking which, corpos. if you think back to right yeah yeah and and of course the reason for it corporate corporate espionage not not to like take out bad guys to make them a better company to to try and take out their competition so of course go fig it's the bottom line yeah totally yeah whatever whatever helps whatever helps the stocks in this case so um she's she's talking about uh working with them because her alternative is death and it kind of reminds me of um the dude in rogue one mm-hmm. which is another rogue well the the first rogue i guess <laughs> yeah we're not getting i'm not going to even make that joke uh where you have to you know you're kind of forced to build the death star Right. And, That's totally what came to what mind for me as well. I had the same exact thought. I was like, it's it's yeah. just like that. It's your life or uh yeah, in chat, uh the Mothman's Ranger, uh Galen Urso. Galen? Galen? I forget the pronunciation. Galen Urso. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're forced to make this Death Star. And just like <laughs> just like with uh the Death Star and Galen building in this little this little short fuse to be able to short it out, you know, with the Death Star, uh Alt builds herself some back doors into this new soul killer so that she has a way to control it because that was the problem the first time. Mm. So this is all going on. Meanwhile, Johnny is recruiting his band members and these old uh, street assassins that that she that he knows from past uh, dealings, and they are trying to figure out how they're going to bust into Arasaka. And the way they plan it, I, can I pause here for, for a second? Yeah, Real yeah, quick. yeah. I want to imagine that he was walking around like Rick and Morty, and each one of these guys was going, <laughs> "You son of a bitch, I'm in." <laughs> somebody needs to do somebody needs to do literally somebody needs to do like a machine of a version of this when the game comes out where johnny silver is walking around recruiting people to go do this and they go you son of a bitch i'm in anyway go on yeah good montage and uh <laughs> yes. so the of of all the things to do the way that they break into arasaka is the most rocker thing you could think of they throw a concert outside in front of arasaka corporation headquarters so there's a huge park and they get a concert going and they invite band members and they they start throwing a concert and fans start coming to it and the fans of course they're all augmented so you know they've got hidden compartments with guns in places that you didn't know 
could hold guns and you know, <laughs> right. cybernetic saber arms that they can pop out at any given time. And they start an assault halfway through a solo onto Arasaka headquarters. And you're just like, this is the most metal thing I've ever <laughs> read in my entire life. I want to see this in game because holy cow, that's amazing. Yeah. And they start storming the uh, they start storming the building. And, you know, you've got Santiago, who's a nomad with a really beast of a sniper rifle forever away taking out guards while you've got rogue who's uh, uh sneaking into places and stabbing people and shooting people and just you know raising havoc and johnny with this mass army of fans is kind of running headlong like it's lord of the rings into this wall of of arasaka to try and get to this building to to try and save his girlfriend and you're like Dude, this is this. I want to see this movie. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah he's and, like uh, he's like Aragorn with a silver arm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, actually, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Ready Player One when he he gets everyone on Oasis to to like go and go after uh, um, Io or uh-huh. was Io? I think it was Io. Um, but yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they get the, the they get up there and they're working their way up the building to get to alt and alt is like she's finished the program. It's it's taken some time for them to do this. You know, they, they expected a couple days worth of time for her to have to try and build this program. She gets it. She has control of it. They don't know that she has control of it. And uh, Arasaka is uh, or the, the corpos in Arasaka are looking to 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 boot it up. Basically, they want to make sure it's running because they they've already heard that there's people out outside of the building storming the castle if you will and uh (laughs) as this happens uh alt gets uh control through the net of um i think his name was uh toshiro uh of his personal files so not only does she get control of all the data that he has she deletes all of her notes she deletes anything that she used to create this program she transfers like 20 grand from his account to her account so she can get a face job after this is all done (laughs) so that she can't get tracked by arisaka nice and then she controls all of the defense lasers in the building so that she can start taking out the guards that are holding her captive while she's laying dormant on this couch and she starts using like the the headpieces in their ears to 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 basically be like all right i built this thing i've got control and if you don't let me go with my body i'm going to burn all your eyes out and murder you and and she burns out one of the dude's eyes and the dude's like screaming and the other dude's like okay okay, okay. i think she means business all right okay <laughs> so, got it so she is about ready to take control of this new soul killer this mobile soul killer and jump back into her body and disengage from net running when a bunch of plastics go off uh an, an elevator shaft explodes and her connection is severed and in comes rogue with johnny and thompson and uh, staccato or not staccato um oh i just blanked on his name but anyway the whole crew gets in <laughs> right. there and they find her laying on the Santiago. couch and she's got Santiago, thank yeah. you. And it is like just a, a limp body. Like she has a pulse, but she's not there because their entrance like disrupted everything that was going on and severed the connection before she had a chance to jump into her body. And now her consciousness is just trapped. And we don't know if she's alive. We don't know if she's recoverable. We don't know anything about how this goes. And part of the RPG says, could this have gone a different way? You can make it play out a different way. And they give you a chance to actually play the scene differently in your adventure. But it was like when I read this and I got down to the re- to the end of the story, I was just so gutted because I had fallen so hard for this character because she's <laughs> yeah. just so cool. And I was like, no, no, what did you do? You screwed it up. No. What happens? <laughs> yeah. Super sad. So. That's the that's the story of Alt Cunningham. Yeah, as uh, we know it so far. The Mothman's Ranger has the question that's on all of our minds: uh, Could this be a quest in twenty seventy seven? Maybe. Yeah, I hope so. It could be. I hope so. This could be a thing. Um, one of the things that I know uh, CD Projekt Red does is they often use the source material and create quests and play off them in uh, the Witcher games. So there are a lot of callbacks in the Witcher games to stories from the Witcher books, even though technically the games take place in a 
time after the book's events. There, there's yeah. they mirror a lot of the things in the book so that you can have, have an opportunity to play through them. So I wouldn't be surprised if either this uh, the actual event or the post situation of her being st- you know stuck out of her body plays out in some interesting way. You come across Alt in a net running incident somewhere and find out that she's still active behind the scenes or maybe maybe Arasaka has found a way to imprison her in their software yeah. and, and is using her to do things so part of the reason why I wanted to bring her up is um, in 2077 we know that Johnny Silverhand is present in a in a sense we know that that we kind of get a sense from what we've we've kind of looked at that he's going to be in v's consciousness uh through this biochip that militech built and i kind of wonder because we talked about it um not too long ago about the the what the goal of johnny silverhand in the in the game is going to be and part of me wonders if they might try and use alt as a motivation for johnny's consciousness once he kind of recognizes what's going on and after he's died but he's still there if maybe maybe what we're trying to do is reunite these two lovers consciousness on the net yeah and yeah we have to we have to figure out how to do that somehow that's that's kind of my like shot in the dark think it would be awesome to try and unite like what better story could you tell than than a love story between two people that have been ripped away for for you know 50 years sure well the other thing that comes to mind is how is his consciousness in the software maybe it was mm-hmm. alt's programming that he maybe he was able to get a hold of that before he died and had like loaded or had some sort of software in his brain that was still functional, even though his body died and it like saved his personality into a chip or something. And Arasaka yeah. got a hold of it in the wreckage of the explosion or something like that or, or whatever. I mean, there could be, but, but it might be her technology, which enables this functionality, which would be very poetic. The same yeah, that they it both would be, it would, could exist forever. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool if you found out that that he doesn't know why he's still around, but it, you know, later on you realize like the the reason why he's still around is because uh Alt has been waiting for the time where he's ready to leave this world physically, and she uses the soul killer to grab his mind and then uh, it gets, you, yeah. know, you know, as she's trying to grab it, it gets a, it gets thrown onto a biochip and Militech is trying to to sell it off for information or something. You know, who knows, like, yeah. how it all paces out. But I, I really want her to be in the game after after finding out about who she is and just how badass she is, because right. it, it just seems so cool. Yeah. Or or maybe maybe she is um, being controlled by Arasaka or is contained within their software but she finds a way to get him out as as a means of trying because she knows that he's going to come try to save her so if he could get her out into somebody else's body or whatever then he could then continue doing the things that he was already doing and he knows that that's probably the only maybe she knows that that's the only way she can ever get out of this system that she's in could be something like that too so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of potential here i think this is a really like really cool story they're rebooting the story yeah yeah or they're they're just making it, really it continue cool. where it, you know anytime you write this stuff well, you, you leave opportunities and holes for for this stuff to continue developing yeah i would love the idea for her to give him another chance to rescue her and this is all just like a, a big a big plan I don't even know where to go yeah. from there, but I, yeah. I love the idea. The concept she saves is, him is, and then right. he saves her. And then, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Could be very, yeah, very cool. Been, that sounds like a movie. Like I've like, I don't know, never ending story or something. I, <laughs> I feel like that's, it feels so familiar. It's so weird. I don't know why where she saves him to rescue her kind of a thing. Uh uh, that's gonna bug me but yeah i love it so that was that was kind of the lore that i wanted to dive into uh this week because i i thought you know we know a lot about johnny uh and and we've talked about some of his dealings with other people and we know how he died but 
we don't know too much about the people around him. And I thought that that was a good idea of, uh, that you suggested to, to try and dive into some of the, the, the tertiary characters around him and see like who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, it'll be cool to continue getting a little bit more information about some of these other characters, uh, diving into them. Um, and you had also mentioned maybe on future episodes going into some of the locations, um, pulling yep. in some of the location. I mean, there's so much we can go into the different gangs, the different, you know, other corporations. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's, there's, <laughs> the, we were I shared with, uh, Logan, a bunch of the books that I have. There's, there's like, I don't know, six gigabytes worth of stuff, which is funny because, uh, when, when this was written it, with the program is two terabytes, the original soul killer is two terabytes, so it can't be mobile. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny to yeah. me is because in like the nineties, like two terabytes of information was just a ridiculous amount of information. That was just like, Oh my God, who's ever going to be able to yeah. send two terabytes across the internet? You know? <laughs> It was it was so funny, too, because when when I read it in the actual source book, it's written out as two million megabytes. And I was like, two million megabytes. That's not a lot. That's like two terabytes. And then I went and checked and I was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's only two terabytes. Man, they had some different ideas back then of what was big. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, you have to look at when that book was written. It's probably something like the mid 90s would be my guess. Um, And probably probably. But if you think about it, like your computer in the mid 90s had what 256 megs of ram or something like that was yeah <laughs> that was standard. It, was, it was in kilobytes back then it wasn't even in megabytes it wasn't even megabytes was like, yeah but by the mid 90s <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember i remember being uh, this is this is going to age me i remember being in college in i went to I, I graduated college in 2001 i remember my sophomore year of college when one of my friends who lived like across the street in his dorm, uh, I ran into him walking down to like the cafeteria or something. And he was like, Hey, I, I got my, uh, my new PC. And I was like, cool. What'd you get? And he's like, he's telling me about his like, uh, Intel three or something. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, it runs at 600 megahertz. And I was like, Whoa, they make those things run at 600 megahertz now. And he was like, Yeah. That was just blew my mind at the time. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. It stuff. sounds so, so funny nowadays. So the book was written or copyrighted in 1988. So mm. it is like, so it's one of the even earlier sense. ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, this is the, let's see, I got, I got all of this from the, um, what was it called? Welcome to cyberpunk. Uh, yeah. Welcome to night city, a source book for 2013. Okay. And, so this uh, is one of the old yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah lot of good material in there it was it was uh it was hard to kind of parse out um what to pull from this to to use but they've got an entire timeline before 2013 that kind Mm -hmm. of breaks down like this alternate history which i i think would be a good it would make for a good episode too to kind of dive through like what happened before 2013 uh yeah i think it came around uh, an old episode i i went into some of that stuff oh yeah that's true Um, you did yeah but i forgot yeah that that stuff isn't notoriously difficult to present in a way that's engaging without saying on this date, this thing happened. And on this date, this thing <laughs> happened. Um, so yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff from that. The, some of those are early works. Um, well, very cool, Logan. Uh, I think that does it for our episode this week. If you guys would like to join us next week, then just a reminder, twitch.tv slash robots radio. You can come follow us on there. You can join us live. You can post things in chat as we converse about these things and if we get anything wrong you can correct us in chat which is always fun when you're recording a live podcast uh, and also helpful so um that would be awesome and especially if you have questions uh we i would i was thinking about this it would be really cool if some of you, some of the questions you guys have uh you post them in chat in real time and we can do our best to answer them we won't always have the information right in front of us there's a lot of there is a lot of content to have to dig through uh but that might um you know, trigger some potential future episodes and some things that we can cover uh, in the upcoming weeks. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, Logan. How can people get a hold of you? And do you have anything cool going on that you want to you kind of want to talk about? 
Um, cool stuff going on is just the the Keelhaul uh, podcast that I do for Sea of Thieves. It comes out every Monday. Uh, we got some new content that dropped in with a, a bug fix that I'm going to be talking about this week. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, though, honestly, two best ways are going to be either the Robots Radio Discord, which we're talking in right now, that we'd love to have you guys come in and discuss more cyberpunk with us. Um, share your your playlists. I got a, a couple playlists that I was listening to from YouTube that uh, that that I, I'm going to share with um, uh, Tom as we kind of piece things together so that you if you want to listen to what I was listening to while I was reading about alt and her awesomeness, uh, then at least you kind of get a, a gauge for what I was I was bumping to when when this was going on. But hit me up in the discord um, on Twitter at C.A.P.T. underscore L.O.G.U.N. Um, and yeah, that that's that's going to be the two best for cyberpunk news. Awesome. Awesome. And you guys know how to get a hold of me. There's a bunch of links in the show notes. Uh, if you're interested in my other shows, all the different lore casts I do and those kinds of things, then you can just go to robotsradio.net and find all the links for those. You can always follow me on Twitter and definitely jump in the discord. There's a lot of there's over a thousand people in there. We've got like last I looked, it was like a thousand forty four people. So lots of stuff going on there. I'm sure we're all going to be playing games together and talking about uh, cyberpunk when it comes out. Um, so that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for joining us. And until next time, stay safe in Night City. And I will talk to you, or we will talk to you next week. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Have you ever wanted to learn more about geography without sitting through a snoozy old lecture? Geography Arcade is a weekly podcast all about your favorite video games and their geographic lessons, inspirations, and even some minor analysis. Some may say analysis. Boo! Well, we're going to learn and have fun while we talk about Pokemon, Elder Scrolls, and much more. Come join the adventure at Geography Arcade on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, a podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.